Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Rabbi Jeff's Quick Abashir, where we attempt to understand the meaning behind the instructions of our sages and how it's relevant to our lives today. We do this, of course, using the thoughts of our teachers before us and try to make them applicable to our times. Feel free, please, to contact me with any comments or questions at rjfromlj at aol.com. The Perky Office Podcast is a project of the Intentional Jew Podcast Network, where we actively encourage Jews to think and engage in the search of how to be intentionally Jewish. Check us out on intentionaljew.com. So today's Mishnah, chapter 2, Mishnah 11, is Rabbi Yeshua's Mishnah, the second, the second Mishnah of, remember yesterday we learned that they said three things, and we understood that what it meant when we said they said three things, one of the explanations was that they said three things constantly, and Rabbi Eliezer added a fourth thing, which he, he said from time to time. However, we want to understand that each one of them shared three things, which we're going to talk about a little more today. Why the number three? Oh, we spoke yesterday about the concept of a triangle. We spoke that there were two extremes and then the coming together in the middle. Rabbi Yeshua says, I in horror, an evil eye, a yetzer hara, an evil inclination, the sinas habrios, and hatred of other people. So then that's motzinas adamina olam, that takes a person from this world. So the first striking thing in the mission is, is that, um, why three? What is, what's the connective tissue between the three, other than the first two are both raz, ayin hara and yetzer hara, and sinas abrios, What's the connection between the three of them? But we also have something a little more troubling because we say that kina taiva v'kavod. We say in another place in Perkyavos that jealousy, lust, and a desire for honor they take a person from this world. Now, is this a contradiction? Is this an addition to that? Is this in opposition to that? Is this part of that? Those are, the, are those two separate statements. What, if those things take you from the world, so then are these before these? Are these after these? How do we reconcile? How do we put together these two concepts of kina taiva v'kavod, which we say is the root of all bad midos, root of all negative characteristics, that if you, you, know, the, if you take all the negative characteristics, you can boil them down to these three, kina taiva v'kavod, lust, um, jealousy, and a desire for honor, and that depending on the recipe, depending on how much of each one of them every person has, that's going to manifest itself in the way that they look inside of a person, in the way it appears inside of the, the behavior and the activities of a person. If that's the case, so then where do these fit in? that these are We then, of course, as we, we sort of set out to do, is we're going to need to figure out how this fits in with Rabbi Yoshua, which we had said that Rabbi Yoshua's um, description that his Rebbe gave him was that he was a um, Ashrei Yeladito, that, um, that happy is, uh, praiseworthy is the uh, fortunate, is the one who has given birth to him. How does that fit with that? And then when he was told to go find the good and the bad Midos, he said, Chavar Tov, and a good friend and a bad friend. And how does all of that gel together? Okay, so I think to understand, we need to understand that life requires balance. That 
the Rambam explains, and, and many of our thinkers explain, that there has to be a sense of balance between the, the physical world and the spiritual world, between the I mean, extremes of midos, the extremes of characteristics, that we have to find this, this middle line in order to be able to operate. It's very interesting that the word um, kotza, which is an edge, and the word kates, which is an end, are really the, ultimately the same word. Because when you lose your balance and you end up on the kotza, you end up on the edges, so then that's the kates, that's really the end. You can't exist on the edges. You can't exist on the edge of, on the edge of, of an angry personality. You can't exist on the edge of a dead personality. You can't, you can't exist. We take any of the midos, any of the characteristics that we have, and we, and we stretch them to the edges. The edges are difficult places to live, both to the positive side and to the negative side. And that in order for life to be able to really be lived to its maximum, we have to find that place in the middle. Even when it comes to anger in certain midos, we're meant to, to really to remove them completely from our lives, but we remove them from our lives not to an extent that they are they are destroyed, but they're really tempered. They're tempered. They're utilized in the in the proper kind of way. We will have an occasion to talk more about um, anger as time goes on, and that that even anger, which we we saw yesterday, really, but that even anger, there are times and there are places where anger is necessary. That anger also has to be put in in context. It has to be put in the in the proper place, and and therefore, if a person is living on the edge, so then a person is living imbalanced. God created the material world with a system of balances, with a certain equilibrium, and its continued existence doesn't allow for deviation from that balance. Each of the defects that are mentioned in this Mishnah, Ayin Hore Yetzirah and Sinas Abrios, so each one of them are deviations from the balance that is necessary in, in these three spheres of a person's existence. The Maharal and others explain it that ayin hara, that an, an evil eye, which is an inability to be able to accept other people's successes, to be, to successes and an inability to be able to, to, to accept other people, a, a, a stinginess, a person who is miserable, a person who doesn't have the ability to be able to be a samech bechelko, right, a person who is, who is imbalanced in his understanding of what his um, of, of what his of, of, of who he is and and what his, the basis of his life is, so that ayin hara, that negative outlook on thing really undermines un, undermines a person's existence because of an imbalance in nefesh, an imbalance, an internal imbalance in the in the spirit of the person. The ayin hara, the the hara, is an imbalance in the guf that a person is too much into their, and we'll talk about this more in a minute, but a person's too much into their body, too much into their physical existence, and that they have, they, they are beset by um, desires and by, and by lusts and by passions. So then that is an imbalance of the guf. And sinus abrios is really an imbalance which undermines our entire existence, our very basic existence in the world. Because when a person opposes his own humanity, as it was designed by God, and the reaction is a hatred towards other people, it indicates an opposition to other human beings and a preference that they not exist. Because every individual is really part of humanity, 
This opposition to others is really a fundamental opposition to humanity, which undermines a person's own existence. And therefore, ayin hara yetzahara v'sinas habrios motzinas ha'adam mina olam, because it removes a person from the world, doesn't mean a person dies. It means that a person's life becomes almost valueless, becomes worthless. Because at the end of the day, a person is imbalanced, and his existence, his existence as a spiritual being, his existence as a physical being, and his existence with other people is completely undermined. Where does this imbalance begin? The imbalance begins, it, it manifests itself in kina. it manifests itself in jealousy, it manifests itself in taiva, in desires, it manifests itself in kavod, in honor. But it begins with a negative attitude. It begins with an ayin hara. It begins with an inability to forgive another person, to allow another person to succeed, to be able to be, to be happy for another person. And it starts in a very relatively innocuous kind of way. Jealousy is relatively innocuous. Person feels a sense of jealousy, a pang of jealousy. They're a mature adult. They look at themselves and they say, "That's silly. You shouldn't be jealous. Move on." But when that jealousy is allowed to fester, eventually that jealousy turns in to full-blown kina. You know, we find a lot of times when a person, when a person, well, we'll talk about this in a second. But a lot of times when a person has a sense of jealousy to another person. It really began with with just a little bit of a negative attitude. It began just with an ayin ra. Just began with a with a bad with a bad outlook, with a little bit of a bad perspective. But it manifested, it turned itself into something that was very dangerous. The yitzra ra. Every single human being has the yitzra ra. In truth, the yitzra ra is the thing that ultimately it it fuels us. It's not necessarily itself something that's, that's bad. It's something that could be corralled when we're told to love God. That we have to love God with all of our hearts, with all of our yetzers, meaning with our yetzer tov and yetzer that we have, to, we have to take even the negative energy that we have and we have to turn that into something positive. It's not just destroying the yetzer it's a question of subduing the yetzer It's a question of being kovesh as a yetzer of capturing it and using that positive energy, using that, that positive energy of the negative to use it to grow. We find a lot, of, a lot of examples of that. You know, you find a person that has a bad midah. Let's say a person is a, a very stingy person. So a person who's a miser, it's not really just that the person is tight on spending money. A person who's a miser has other issues going on. A person can't allow themselves their own pleasure they don't, they're not machshev themselves. They don't, they don't value themselves enough to be able to allow themselves their, the pleasure of enjoying the things that they worked for. A person who's a miser is, is someone who could really ultimately end up destroying themselves. But there is a way to take that miserliness and turn it into something positive without destroying the miserliness. Take that person and put them as a CEO of a stucco organization. And now that midah of being a miser is being used for the, for, for the greater good. It's being used for the community. It's being used for a mitzvah. And now all of a sudden, that negative quality now turns into something very positive. 
And if that's the case, and, and if that's the case, so then um, the Yetzirah, that, um, that sense of, um, the, of lust and desire, is really something that, that itself is not, necessarily, is, is not necessarily dangerous. What's dangerous is that when we mix into it our own imagination, we mix into it our own feelings, we mix into it our own, our own self and, and our own pleasure, when that gets mixed into it, then it turns into full-blown taiva. Its roots are the Yetzirah, but if not kept in check, if not controlled, if not corralled, then it ends up in taiva. And the same with Sinus Abrios. Sinus Abrios is like a cynicism, a hatred that you have to people, which itself is, you know, we have to, we have to, to look at it, we have to analyze it. Why, does, why do we hate people? So a lot of times the reason that we hate people is because we see in them the things in ourselves that we hate the most. And when we see those things, so then they, it, it, it manifests itself in, in a sense of, of hatred. When it's not really hating them, it's really hating myself. When you see a mirror and you see somebody behaving in a way that is so obvious to you that it's wrong. And the reason why it's obvious to you is because you've got that also. And therefore, you're sensitive to it. When you see it in another person, it looks, it, it looks terrible, it looks horrific. You can't always see it in yourself, but you can see it in other people. And therefore, it turns itself into a sinus abrios. It turns itself into a hatred of other people. When that hatred of other people is allowed to continue... So then it turns into a full-blown desire for kavod, into a full-blown desire for honor, that now you can't even recognize the hatred. It's just a question. You have this incredible need to be, to, to be given, to, to be recognized by other people, this incredible need to be elevated by other people, to be validated by other people. And when that doesn't come, so then the degree of hatred that is there is, is magnified. It's even worse. When a person is filled with, with a, a desire for their own kavod and a lack of respect of other people's kavod, as we learned in yesterday's Mishnah, so then that, that's something that is destructive. It makes a person's life unlivable. When everything about a person is, it's all about me, and then it's all about the kavod you give me, it's all about the honor you give me, because ultimately, I don't really care about you Ultimately, all I care about is me. And when everything just becomes about me, so then life becomes impossible to live. And what the Mishnah is teaching us is, is that before it gets to Kina, Taiva, and Kavod, we have to check it at the door. We have to look at our Ayin Hora. We have to look at Ayin Ra, at the way that we perceive things. We have to look at our Yetzirah, the way that we indulge ourselves, the way that we, that we desire things and that we satisfy those desires, and that the way that we look at people and the, the way that we look at their midos, the way that we look at, at, any, of their, at any of their characteristics. I just want to stop for one second and just take a, a comment, that somebody make a comment that... Um, 
With all midos, you should be in the middle, except with gaiva. Correct. There is, though, a certain degree of gaiva that a person needs to have. We talk about a tamachacham, that a tamachacham has a certain amount of gaiva. Now, the problem is we call it gaiva, we call it haughtiness, but it's not really haughtiness. What it really is, is that it's a, it's a conviction. It's a, sense of, it's a certain sense of self and a sense of confidence that a person needs to have. It, it does, it is related to, to gaiva. It's not full-on gaiva, it's not full-on haughtiness, but it is related to it. But nevertheless, a person has to have a shminis, has to have one, a, a little bit, especially a person in leadership, has to have a certain sense of that. We spoke on shvus of the whole concept of gaiva and azus, of a certain hard-heartedness that was needed in order to be able to have a melech be Israel, to have a king in Israel. And without that, it was impossible to have kingship. And that's why the beginning of kingship needed to come from outside of the Jewish people. And it came from, from Rus, which ultimately came from Lot, which was the, the, the premier, the birthplace of azus, of this, of this hard-heartedness and this callousness, this gaiva, and that that mida, that characteristic, which was um, which was named in the grandchild of Lot or the child of Lot, um, which was which was called Moab, Meav from dad, which was the ultimate in brazenness, that was born there, and then ultimately needed to be raised in a petri dish outside of the Jewish people, and then brought into the Jewish people by Rus in order to be able to give that quality into Malchus. So there is a certain degree of gaiva that we need to have. And that's why I was saying in the beginning that, that most things have to, be, they have to be, be placed in their proper context. But you have to understand that, and, and, and that's why I was speaking about living on the, on the edge, even, even on the edge of that, of where it is, where it's acceptable, but living on the edge of that is dangerous on, on both sides. What the mission is teaching us is Ayun Hara, Yetzahara, and Sinas Abrios, that these are the roots of Kina, Taiva, and Kavod. These are the roots of the full-blown Midos that can destroy a person's life. You know, there is a, there is a, a, a concept that you could be living, but, but you feel that your life is, is miserable. You're, the, the life is not worth living because everything is a problem. You know, they call it a Farbissener Mensch. You know, a person who's a, a person who's just a bitter person. Everything is terrible. I remember once that we made we made a, a, a simcha in shul, and it was an amazing simcha. It was a simcha shas. There was the, the, it was the thirteenth anniversary of the shul. It was a massive, just like a like a massive undertaking for a shul like ours. That there were people that were learning gemara, and people that had grown into learning gemara, and you know, many bali chuvu were making a siyum. It was really, it was an amazing event. My rebbe, rabbi friend, even came to the came to the simcha, and he spoke at the simcha. It was just the whole thing was amazing. We took a hotel and we made this massive party. I think there was five hundred people there, and at that time, in the development of our shul, that was like a you know, like ninety thousand in uh, you know in, in MetLife Stadium. It was the whole thing was amazing. The next morning. I'm expecting people to say, wow, Shkoyach was beautiful. So I, I hear from a guy, and he tells me, it was terrible. I'm thinking, oh my God, what do we do to you? I feel so bad. What do we do? And he said, did you see where you put me? What happened? Who did the seating? What was in your mind? I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I even remember I actually did the seating, and I remember why I put you in that place. Because you're an older person, and I put you away from the music 
so that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be sitting on top of the music. And I put you with people that you sit with in shul and that appreciate you and your personality, which there aren't a lot of them. But okay, I put you at that table for, for a reason. And the person just couldn't. And I said, when I told them that I put, put you there to protect you so that you should be away from the music, it, it didn't make the situation any better. There are people in the world, you can walk into the most beautiful place and what are you going to see? It's your iron rod that's going to take over. It's your kin or your jealousy that's going to take over. It's your desire for honor is going to take over. That you have no ability to look at it and say, wow, isn't it beautiful? And life is just a miserable place to be one miserable day after another. And what the mission is telling us is, is that don't get lost in yourself. In ayin hara is getting lost inside yourself, is getting lost in the way you see the world, getting lost in you. You're the centerpiece of that world. The yetzer your desires, your pleasure is the center of that world. In the sinas abrios, it's you're the center of the world. You're the, you're the kingpin and everybody else, everybody else is insignificant. And when you just focus on yourself, when you're looking internally, life is going to be miserable. And that was Rabbi Yoshua. We said, Ashrei Yeladito. And if you remember, we explained that what was Ashrei Yeladito, that he got the message of a mother, that a mother is trying to impart to a child. We said it wasn't that just we were saying, your mom should be proud of you. What the Mida, the characteristic that his Rebbe was praising, was that he got the message of his mother. And what's the message of his mother? That you have to focus on the outside. Your sustenance comes from the outside, like a mother that nurses her child. You constantly have to be focused on the outside. And that affected his learning because he was able to listen. He was able to understand things in a way that was different than most because he had a sensitivity to what was going on outside of him. And that's why when he was told what you develop in your lifetime, what is the most important need or the most important characteristic? His most important characteristic was a chaver tov. And the negative of that was a chaver ra, was to focus on your friends, focus on your environment, focus on things outside of you. And that's where your success is going to come from. And that's exactly what, when he said three things, when he taught us about a three-pronged approach to living, to taking these midos and to putting them into life, he said, these roots will turn into kin, a type of a kavod. If you're focused inside and you're focused internally on your pleasures, on your life, then that's only going to work out miserably for you. It takes you from the best parts of living. It takes you out of the joy of life. And that's what Rabbi Yeshua ben was about and what he was teaching to us. Okay. My, I, my idea for the day.